Welcome to Passion Life Church. You already got it. This is week number four. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. We're going to go there in just a minute. You know, this whole series is based on it can be possible for, as a Christian, for us to be believing that God is going to do something in our lives, yet not really understand what he's already done. And this was how Paul wrote to the Ephesians. When he wrote to the Ephesians, he was writing to them so that God would open up their eyes to see what he had already done. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, my style oftentimes in preaching is throughout a series, I like to pick like a theme verse that just says every week what we're talking about. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, Paul says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed blessed us. Everybody say, I am blessed. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessing. My church family, that does not leave anybody or anything out. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Paul was writing for them to see that you and I have been blessed, just like the Ephesians. And then this scripture, I love this scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18. It says that we may be able to comprehend, everybody say comprehend. You know, this word in the original language, comprehend, means to know, but watch this, through experience. So not just a intellectual, yeah, I know that, but actually have experienced that may be able to comprehend experience with all the saints, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know, again, this is an experience, the love of Christ. How many of you know that God loves you? He doesn't want it just to be a head thing. He wants you to experience his love, to know the love of God, which passes knowledge. Well, This word knowledge here actually means this, a person who has just mere intellect but has not experienced the love of God. He says the love of God, which passes mere knowledge, watch this scripture, my church family, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Wow. So that means you are not lacking. That you, this is what Paul is, is praying. This word fullness means completeness, abundance. And the picture in the original language, when you look at this word uh, filled and fullness, it, it's a picture of a cargo ship. Have you ever seen that in a movie or maybe a picture of a cargo ship that is just stacked? It's stacked and it's stacked and, it, and it, it's stacked with freight, right? Because it's full. And it also, it says that it is full with soldiers that are able to man the ship. It is full and it is abundant. And so as we talk about this series, one of the things that we have been addressing is that since the word of God says this for us, and this is what he's already given us, why aren't we seeing this in our daily life? And I think this is where people get stuck, right? We read all of these incredible scriptures. I mean, they're just so encouraging. But you know what? Here's the reality. We don't see them manifesting in our life. And I think that that's, that's the key word, right? But what we have learned in the last couple of weeks is all of this that God has given to us has been given to us spiritually. Everybody say spiritually. He's been given to us spiritually, right? So the answer is already in the spirit. It's already there. 
And let me, if I can review for just 30 seconds, there's been an answer before you even had the problem. God already had an answer even before you thought about or a problem came into your understanding. There was already an answer. So here's what we've been focusing on. We have been focusing on in the remainder of our time, how do we get what's given to us spiritually to manifest in our physical realm. How how do we do that, right? Because for some people, there can be some roadblocks that occur from seeing it manifest. And so today, what I want to do, I've entitled today, part four, check the receiver. Check the receiver. Have you found Mark chapter eight, verse 22? Are you happy today? We need to pray for those that didn't come to church today. I, I don't know where everybody is, my church family. I, I don't know what's going on. I thought the summer was a time for vacation. But I'll tell you what, let's just pray for those in Jesus' name. Maybe, I don't know, they're hurting. Maybe they're tired. But we just pray for them, Father. I, how many of you know that God desires this house to be filled? Can I hear a good amen today? Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Then he, this is Jesus, he came to Bethsaida. Everybody say Bethsaida. He came to Bethsaida and they brought a blind man to him and he begged him to touch him. Verse 23. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he spit on his eyes and put his hand on him, watch this. He asked him, this is Jesus. He's asking him if he saw anything. And he looked up and he said, I see men like trees walking around. That's pretty interesting. Verse 25. Then he put his hands on him again and made him look up and his eyes were restored and he saw everyone clearly. You know, I was thinking about last week's message and this week, how God wants us to see clearly. He wants you to have a vision He wants you to see these things that we talked about in Ephesians. He wants you to see them clearly happening in your life. Remember last week, Elisha had to pray for his servant. What did he pray? Like Paul did. He said, let open up his eyes so he can see that there are more that are for us than those that are against us. And here you have a blind man who couldn't see and Jesus wanted him to see. My church family, here's what's interesting is that Jesus, right, wanted to help him. Jesus wanted to heal him. Jesus wanted him to see. And I want to encourage you today, no matter what's going on in your life, Jesus wants you to see, know, experience. He wants you to experience his promises manifesting in his life, in your life. Can I hear a good amen today? But here's the reality. If we are going to experience it, we have to understand that seeing is the result of believing and receiving. You know, there were times in my life when I grew up, we didn't have cable. We didn't have like direct TV satellite dish on our, on our roof like many people didn't. We just had a TV and we had an antenna. And there were signals, the TV signals were being transmitted all across the room. But if you didn't have that antenna, you were not able to pick up what was being transmitted. Now there were times in our family where they didn't make those antennas too good and they broke. And so because it broke right before our favorite TV show, guess what we had to do? We had to pull a MacGyver. For those of you who know what MacGyver is, he used to take little things and it could make a bomb like out of that chair somehow. And so we would go and we'd find a wire hanger and we'd get that wire hanger 
and we would stick it right into the TV portal, right? And we would try to maneuver it because it was wire. And then somebody would, would be watching and say, okay, that's good. That's good. We can see the picture. And then they would be holding it. And then as soon as they left it, we wouldn't be able to see the picture. Like, no, no. And they're like, well, I can't stay here the whole time holding this. So we had to take that. How many of you, anybody know what I'm talking about today? And you had to move it. If I'm like, yeah, okay, good. We got it. We finally, we finally got it. I mean, we were that desperate to have and see the TV. But the reality of it was, my church family, it was never the, 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 it was never the TV uh, station's fault for not transmitting. What happened was we didn't adjust our receiver Actually, our receiver broke, so we had to make one. And today, that's what I want to focus on. I want to focus on checking our receiver. Because in this series, we have talked about how God has already given. But here's the question. Are you receiving? I actually believe that today is going to be life-changing for you, my church family. Think about this for a minute. This blind man, he was healed different than other people. He was healed different than other people. People come up to Jesus in Bethsaida and they say, can you please heal my friend? He's blind. Notice what Jesus does. Jesus takes him by the hand and begins to lead him outside of the town. That makes absolutely no sense. Why would Jesus lead this man outside of the town? Well, It's because of what that town represented. This town, Bethsaida, was known for its unbelief. Somebody say unbelief. This town was so known for its unbelief that Jesus actually had to to challenge them. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 21, Jesus spoke specifically to Bethsaida. He said, woe to you, Chozon. This is another town there. He said, woe to you, Bethsaida. Watch this. For if the mighty works done in you were done in Tyrete and Siren, they would have repented a long time in sackcloth and ashes. Oh, man, I hope that Jesus would never say something about that in Marietta. I hope that he would never say something about the people in Marietta that he says, you know what? If I did mighty works there, um, if I did mighty works like I did in San Diego, Marietta, this whole place would erupt. But I can't because of the unbelief. This is what he was saying about Bethsaida. He was saying, listen, Bethsaida, if these same works, watch this, the same power, the same work was done in another region, man, they would all be repentant. Everybody was was changed. But watch this, it wasn't in Bethsaida. Why? Because of your unbelief. Jesus had to actually walk by certain places and couldn't do many mighty miracles. Matthew chapter 13, verse 58, in his own city of Nazareth. It said he did not do many mighty miracles or works there because of their unbelief. Now look at me, my church family. Listen, it didn't say that he wouldn't. It said he couldn't. It didn't say that he wouldn't. It said that he couldn't. Because what they didn't believe about God affected what they received. Now this guy, this blind man, Jesus had to lead him outside of the town. Jesus wanted him healed. Can I hear a good amen today? But I want you to know something. If we are going to adjust our receiver and get it correct so we can receive, there's a question I have to ask you. And here's the question. What do you need to do? 
What do you mean, Pastor Phil? I'm not talking about a gospel of works. I'm not talking about earning a miracle. Jesus is not taking this guy outside of town and asking a blind man to walk all the way outside of town so he can earn his miracle. This isn't what he was doing. Here's what Jesus was doing. Jesus knew that this blind man in the atmosphere that he hung out in, how many of you know atmospheres can infiltrate your heart and your mind? Jesus said, in order for you to receive, I need to pull you out of this atmosphere that you're in out of town. Watch, this is what Jesus was doing. I need to adjust your receiver because in this town you won't receive. You won't receive. So when I ask you, what do you need to do? I'm asking you a personal question. I'm not asking you about works. I'm not asking you to earn miracles. But what I'm saying to you today is what do you need to do to receive And adjust your receiver. Let me put it this way. What do you need to do to remove the hindrances from you receiving all that God has had for you? Can I hear a good amen today? And you know what I love about this? Jesus was actually helping this man adjust his receiver. Now watch this. If this blind man would have not followed Jesus outside of the town, he would have remained blind. So there's some keys here because maybe Jesus is leading you to do something, right? Not because his power can't fill, not not, not because his power can't flow through you. It's not a question of the transmitter. It's a question of the receiving end. And maybe what he's asking you to do is because it's going to put you in a better position to receive from him. That's what fasting is all about. When we fast, we're not trying to earn and get something from God. Fasting is putting ourselves and actually disciplining ourselves, getting away from certain things. Why? Because they block us from receiving. Can I hear a good amen today? So here's what he did. He led him. Will you be led by God? See, he led him. The first step of faith I believe this man did was he allowed himself to be led. He allowed himself to be followed. Why? He allowed himself to be led. Why? Because Jesus' power wasn't enough. No, my church family, Jesus's power was more than enough, but the problem wasn't the transmitting and on the end, on the end of the transmitter, the problem was on the receiving end. This man could not receive. He, he would receive best outside of the atmosphere of his town. Now watch this. I think this is going to help you so many, so, so much today. Do you know that there was times in the Bible that Jesus had to put people out of the room? Why? Not because his power wasn't uh, effective enough. It was because of their unbelief. You know, when there was a time where he was going to raise a young girl from the dead and people were laughing at Jesus. And you know what he said? He said, you need to get out of the room. And he only had an at people with an atmosphere of faith. Can I just say something? I think you'll understand in this context, people bring atmospheres to you. Have you ever been around somebody that's just so negative and, and what? It pollutes the atmosphere. Come on, somebody. And sometimes it's not even friends. Sometimes it's family. This is why Jesus, even some of the disciples weren't in this room because he wanted an atmosphere of faith, not an atmosphere of unbelief. So he said, get out. And so Jesus knew that he had to clear out the atmosphere. I wonder if there's some of us in here as I'm talking, you're thinking about some of the atmospheres you need to clear out. 
of the people that are saying things to you. And that's why I'm saying that this is a personal thing. Jesus had to get them out. Now, it's important, I think, if we're going to understand, if we're going to adjust our receiver, here's number one today. It's our believing that determines our receiving. Mark eleven twenty four. it says this, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe. Everybody say believe. That's what we sang about today. The God of miracles. I believe in you. I believe in you. Watch, he says, whenever you pray, believe that you have received. Watch, and it will be yours. So when do I receive? I receive when I pray, but I receive when I believe. So when I'm praying, listen, why pray if you're not going to believe that you're going to receive it? So here's what he says. When do you receive it? You receive it when you believe, when you pray. It's already done. Now watch this. So we have to receive based on what we believe, on what we believe, even if you don't immediately see it. Now, this is going to help some people. Do you know this is why not everybody received from Jesus when he was on the earth in his physical body? Do you know that not everybody received from Jesus? Do you know that not everybody received the same way? Let me say it this way. Do you know that not everybody even believed the same way? There's a common thread and a common belief about people that received a miracle from Jesus. Watch this. They all believed that Jesus could do miracles, but the way that they received the miracle, watch, was linked to what they believed. What are you talking about, Pastor Phil? This is why miracles happen at different times and different ways for different people. Listen, this is why different miracles happen different ways for different people. Watch. People say, Pastor Phil, I think Jesus did miracles different because he didn't want people to have a formula and every miracle is different. I understand that. But you also have to understand the reason why Jesus did miracles differently was because people receive differently. Are you ready? This, this, this really, really helped me. Remember the four guys? They had a friend who had a, he was paralytic. He couldn't walk. They pick him up and they take him to this house and the house is packed. Jesus is teaching. Watch this. Many people right there, that would have been a hindrance for them to receive. They would have turned around and went home. And guess what? Their friend wouldn't have got the miracle because the crowd was hindering them from the miracle, but they didn't care. That's not how they received. They said, this crowd is not going to hinder us from receiving. You know what we'll do? We'll tear the roof off. We'll get up and we will tear this roof off. Watch. Cause they believed that if they could lower their friend in front of Jesus, that he would be healed. Listen, you know, the Bible talks about when they did this, the Bible says that in that whole place, there was a power, listen, to hear, heal them, to heal everybody that was there. They lower their friend. Jesus says, I forgive you of your sins. Get up and walk. Watch this. Although the power was there to heal all of them, one person got healed. Interesting. The crowd didn't hinder them. But the blind man, Jesus is taking the guy away from the crowd. The woman with the issue of blood, Jesus is thronged with people. 
One translation says people all around him, people touching him. The woman with the issue of blood, watch what she believed. She said, she said to herself, this is what she believed. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. My church family, the crowd for her was not a hindrance for her to receive. She actually broke through the crowd. She wasn't even supposed to be there because she was unclean. And everybody that she touched would become unclean. But my church family, she broke through the crowd. And it's interesting to me because you have people in the Bible who are breaking through the crowd, but the blind man's miracle, Jesus is taking him away from the crowd. It's crazy. She touches the hem of his garment. Jesus stops. He was on his way to do a miracle for somebody else. He stops and he says, who touches me? And the disciples are laughing like, Jesus, listen, we know you're a son of God, but I mean, come on. You are being thronged with people. Watch this. He says, because the disciple says, who touched you? Everybody's touching you. He says, no, but somebody touched me. Watch. And they received something. There are people all around me who are touching me, but they're not receiving anything. But there was one woman that she believed if she touched the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. One translation says that she actually touched one of the small, I think they're called thistles, tissels of his, of his robe. Instantly, the Bible says she was plagued for 12 years. She was, uh, had uh, blood that was going from her body. In a minute, the Bible says she was instantly healed. And so why is it that you can have a crowd around Jesus that receive nothing, but you have a woman with an issue, a whole bunch of issues, and immediately she is, uh, and, and, and she is immediately made whole because she learned how to receive when others didn't. Can we get a little bit crazy in this charismatic church? I am. We're going to go there because it's in the Bible. The Bible says that people touched Paul's handkerchief and they were healed. Why? If I throw this at you, nothing's going to happen. Because you know why? People believed that if they would just touch this, they would receive from God. Why is it, my church family, that when Peter is walking through the streets, his shadow is shining on people, and his, the Bible says that Peter's own shadow healed people. Why? It's not about the handkerchief. It's not even, listen, about the shadow. It's about receiving from God what you need. It was a touch point for their faith. This is why what I'm asking you today is what do you need? What is bothering you? What is the hindrance from you receiving the everything that God has given us? Oh, it gets better. A Roman centurion comes to Jesus. He says, my servant is sick with a palsy. Jesus says, I love Jesus. The Roman soldier is not even part of the house of God. And Jesus says, I'm going to come to your house. I'll come to your house. And the Roman soldier says, listen, the Roman centurion says, no, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house. If you will just say the word, my servant will be healed. Notice 
He didn't say, let me touch the hem of your garment. I saw that woman. If I do that, maybe I will be healed. And that's kind of what we do a lot of times is because some person is believing for something. We think if we believe like they believe or they receive like, you know, if I receive like they receive, that that's the way that I'm going to receive. This man totally blows everybody out of the water because he says, look, I don't even want you to come to the house. I just want you to speak a word. He says, if you speak a word, I know that my servant will be healed. He actually tells Jesus, he says, look, he says, I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers that are under me. And when I say go, they go, watch this. His understanding of authority helped his receiver. His understanding of authority helped him receive. Because this is what he says. All you have to do, like when we do, if I say it as a centurion soldier, people have to do it. Here's what I know about you, Jesus. When you say it, there will be such power from your father in heaven that he will receive it when you say it. And Jesus said the word. Matthew chapter 8, verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way. And thou, watch this, how thou hast believed it shall be done to you. Watch this. And his servant was healed the same hour. The same hour. When did the Roman centurion receive his healing for his servant? Right when Jesus spoke it. Why? Because he said, all you have to do is say the word. And Jesus said, listen, I haven't even seen this kind of faith in my own people, my own people, because they have so many hindrances to receive. And Jesus said, this, this is great faith because can I just be honest with you? This is what Jesus wants for us, for him to be able to just speak a word. And we say, yes, Lord, I receive it. I don't have all of these hindrances. You know, my grandmother says this and, and, you know, and Mandy says this and blah, blah, blah. And all of these hindrances that are blocking the receiver. Just say it and it shall be. Are you glad you came to church today? So if I can for just a moment, now I've realized this has helped me so much in my personal relationships. What do you mean, Pastor Phil? Understanding that everybody has a different capacity to receive has helped me even with with my friends. Because here's what I endeavor to be. I endeavor to be the same person all the time, whether in private or in public, no matter who I'm with, I endeavor to be the same person. My goal is to be loving. My goal is to be respectful. Even if people are not loving to me, even if people are not respectful to me, I will be respectful to you. Now that's not always possible, but I try my best. But here's what I'm telling you. I have been around people who the relationship, even just with friends, it didn't work too well. And I always thought the problem was me, but yet I had other relationships, great friends who our relationship was thriving. And here's the reality. I was being the same person I was with both of them. Even when one of them was a little shady, I still loved them. I still respected them. But here's, here's what changed in my heart. I would have some people where our relationship were, was thriving and they actually even said these specific words to me. They said, Phil, I appreciate your kindness and I appreciate your respectfulness. And I said, that's who I am. See, you see who I really am. But here's the reality. 
listen, their inability and some of my relationships, their inability to receive determined the relationship. It wasn't my kindness. It wasn't my love. It was their inability to receive it because of something that was going on in their own life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Does this resonate with anybody today? And so what happened was I was challenged because I always thought the problem was me. My church family, can I just tell you, when it comes to receiving from Jesus, Jesus is not the problem. The transmission is not the problem. Are you hearing me this morning today? Here's number two. The problem is never God. We must adjust our receiver. So Jesus takes this man outside of the city, right? Now watch this. This is amazing. And Jesus lays his hands on this blind man. And Jesus says, what do you see? He says, I see people. I see men walking around as trees. Now, some scholars believe that this man had seen before. Because how did he know what people and trees look like? So if that is indeed the case, my church family, listen to this. That means he, had a, he was a person with vision, but because of the atmosphere of unbelief that he hung out with, he lost his vision. Selah. So I wonder sometimes if we're excited, we're encouraged, we have vision, but the atmosphere that we're in is causing us to lose the very thing that God said we already have. So Jesus lays his hand on him and he says, I see a little bit. I see men walking around his trees. Did you know that this is the only place in the Bible that Jesus had to pray for somebody twice? Woman with the issue of blood, bam, right? The guys get up and walk. They open up the house. Jesus says, get up and walk. Boom, they gets up and walk. This is the only man in the Bible that Jesus had to pray for twice. Why is it? Was it because Jesus had to pray for him once and go recharge his iPhone? I got to recharge. I'll be right back. Hold on. And then he prayed in spirit a little bit and then came back and said, all right, let's try this again. No. Because of the level of this man's unbelief, my church family, he received the manifestation according to his ability to receive. So what happened? The man didn't receive the full manifestation immediately, but the power was the same. Can I hear a good amen today? I love that this is making you think because oftentimes what we do, the first person we blame is the transmission. The first person we blame is God, but we don't adjust the receiver. And I want you to notice what Jesus didn't do. He didn't pray for him and then say, God, I need, I need another jolt of your power. I, God, I didn't. No, Jesus, Jesus didn't say, you know, hey, Jesus didn't focus on, hey, God the Father, what's going on? Uh, there, there, no, 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 no. He didn't do that. He understood that the atmosphere of unbelief that this man was in was going to take more for him to receive. And I love this about Jesus. He's willing to lay his hands on him again so this man can receive. Come on, can we give our, our Lord a good round of applause? So if you're taking notes, write this down. God's power 
had manifested to the degree that the man was willing to receive. I'm going to say that again. God's power was manifested to the degree that the man was willing to receive. First, he receives a little bit. Oh, wow, I can see. Man, those people look like trees. Man, but I like it. I was totally blind before. I liked it. I'm starting to see. Jesus says, what do you see? He says, I see people walking around like trees. Jesus, and because he saw a little bit, guess what? He wanted to see more. And so Jesus puts his hands on him again, and he and sight, the Bible says, totally comes back to him. He sees everything clearly. My church family, Jesus did not pray for him again because he was lacking in power. Jesus laid hands on him again because of the man's capacity to receive. Are you ready for number three? Are you thinking today? Because many of us, and it's not just us, our first complaint is with God. And Jesus is saying today, I've given you so much. I don't want to help you today to remove every hindrance in your life that's stopping you from receiving your healing. What can those hindrances be? Oh, we can go through, number one, a bitter heart, right? Somebody hurt you. And so because of someone else and what they did, that is hindering you from receiving. Some of you, it's questions, you know. Well, you know what? Pastor Phil, I, I understand all this miracle stuff, but me and you know, my Aunt Betty, you know, she, she just never recovered. And I, I understand that. But can I just ask you this question? Are you Aunt Betty? You don't know where her receiver was at. You don't even know what she believed. You have to stop and we have to come to a decision in our lives, my church family, that nothing will hinder us from getting everything that God has for us. Can I hear a good amen today? Here's the last one. Jesus tells this man after he's totally healed. Here's number three. Don't go back to Bethsaida. Hmm. Mark 8, 26. And then he said, and he sent him away to his house. So this was a place, Bethsaida was a place he hung out with. He didn't live there. So he hung out in this atmosphere. And he says, then he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into that town nor tell anyone in the town. Listen, this is what Jesus told him. Don't go back to that atmosphere. My church family, I'm going to tell you something. There's only one conclusion of why I can tell you, Jesus said not to go back to that atmosphere. And I'm not trying to make a doctrine out of this, but I'm just telling you the only logical conclusion for that statement is that this miracle, if you go back into that atmosphere, you will lose your vision again. Atmospheres matter. And so we have a lot of confused people going, you know, well, Jesus is saying all these things. My church family, we just got to adjust our receivers to receive everything that he has for us. Don't go back to your negative friends. My church family, I'm just telling you this. Sometimes this is not just friends. Sometimes this is family, family, family. You know, we had um, 
Uh, my, my heart goes out to these people, but we had some people in the church for a while. They were, they were thriving, came out of Catholicism. Man, they were just thriving in their relationship with God. I mean, they were just, you could see it on their face. They were coming, they were serving in the house of God. Just God even started to do miracles in, in the spouse's wife. But the young man, he started listening to his mom. His mom started speaking negative into his life constantly, constantly. And I, I followed up with him because I hadn't seen them. And there were so many good things. And the spouse said, well, you just have to understand his mom has been talking to him. And so she's been talking. And then guess what? We don't see him. Don't know what's happening. Life's not flourishing again. What happened? You go back to Bethsaida. And when your mom's word becomes higher than God's word, you have a problem. But the problem is not the transmission. The problem is you've allowed a hindrance into your receiver. Is this too heavy for a Sunday morning? I want to help people. I want to help people. My church family, you need to protect your atmosphere in your house, in your home. Well, hey, Pastor Phil, you know, on, on my job, it just, it's what you're talking about. I understand. That's why you need to go in and you need to be able to be filled up with God and know and understand your authority. But listen, just be, you can love people, but you don't have to spend a lot of time with them. Come on, can I hear a good amen today? And I want to be in a church that knows how to receive the things of God. We want to have a church that's not filled with unbelievers, uh, unbelievers not, not having an unbelieving believers. You know, I, I want to have people that we say, God, if you said it, we can do it. We can have it and we can walk in it. Can I hear a good amen today? Come on, would you stand this morning and give God a good round of applause today for his word? So here's, here's the challenge as we pray. Number one, we have to settle that God has already done it. We have to settle that the power is always the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in this series, what I'm telling you is if we're going to experience this, we got to look into our hearts and say, God, is there something that I need to do? What do I mean by that? Is there something that I need to do to get these hindrances out of my life. It can be a negative person. It can be a hurt. It can be a pain. It can be many things, just unbelief. You know, the Bible says, if you walk with wise people, you will be wise. Is it okay if I say it this way? If you walk with faith-filled people, you're going to be filled with faith. If you walk with doubting, negative people, it's going to have an effect on your life. Can I hear a good amen? amen? I want to pray in just a minute, but here's what I've learned. They can say anything they want, but at the end, it's my life. I want to be healed. I want to walk in the fullness of all the blessings that God has put in me. So I don't care what you think you're not living my life. And I know that's kind of tough, but at the end of the day, either we're gonna be faith-filled or we're gonna be filled with unbelief. And I have some criterias for friends. Number one, yes, I wanna reach people who are lost. And there's an aspect of my friendship that I will reach out. But I'm telling you, my closest friends, there's a reason why Jesus only let Peter, James, and John and not doubting Thomas in the room when he's trying to raise somebody from the dead. 
And your life is valuable. It matters. And I'm gonna ask you this morning, if you'll just close your eyes for just a moment. And I wanna pray today. I believe the fullness of God's power is right here. There's nothing lacking. There is nothing lacking today. Thank you, God. Would you just take a moment? Everybody look at me for a minute. You know, oftentimes when I pray for people, I will say, would you just lift your hands like this? Why, do you have to lift your hands like this to get a miracle? No, absolutely not. You don't have to do anything. But here's what I found. This right here says here, I'm ready to receive what you have for me. Well, that's kind of awkward. I know, but what does it take for you to receive what God has? So this is what I'm asking this morning. Would you close your eyes and would you just lift your hand as a sign that you are adjusting your receiver today and you say, God, I receive what you have for me. Complete, full today. The blessings, the fullness, we receive it today. You know, right now as as we're talking before we end the service, the Holy Spirit might be speaking to you about something that you need to, is a hindrance in your life right now. And maybe what you need to do is say, I, I respond to that. I'm going to follow that. Maybe God is, is bringing up a person that's been constantly in your life that is, is constantly speaking negative. And it's time to say, hey, you know, love them, but love them from a distance. Because it's your blessing. It's your miracle that's at stake. And just pray for them. Oftentimes I just pray for people. Lord, I pray right now that every hindrance from your people of receiving would be gone today. Every hindrance. Maybe it's thinking too small today. I pray that it would be removed. Lord, I pray this morning that we stir up faith in this room, an atmosphere of faith, that Passion Life Church, when people walk in, will be an atmosphere of faith, atmosphere of all things are possible in the name of Jesus. And we thank you. We declare it today, Father, that your miracles can happen here. We receive it. Come on, say that. Say, I receive it. Come on, I receive it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We receive it. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we never like to close out a Passion Life Church service without giving you the opportunity to know this amazing God that we know and we love. You know, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And if you've never asked Jesus to come inside your heart, today's the day. The Bible says today's the day of salvation. He'll come inside your heart. He'll give you a vision. He'll forgive you of your sins. If you're ready to leave a life of sin, say, Phil, I'm ready to repent today. I'm ready. I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus. When you do that, you put your receiver in a place to receive. Sin doesn't have to be a hindrance because Jesus has forgiven you of all your sins because of what he did on the cross. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'd like to pray a prayer today. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart, I would love for you to do that today. Would you pray with me? Passion Life Church, would you pray this prayer? For those that are praying it for the first time, I don't want them to feel like they're alone. If you're online, you're sitting on your couch today, would you pray this? Come on, let's say this. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son 
Jesus to die on the cross for me. Father, forgive me of all of my sin. Jesus, come inside my heart and make me new. I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give all those who prayed those, that prayer for the very first time a great round of applause. My church family, as you leave today, just a couple things. Make a decision that you're not gonna allow anything, anything to hinder from you receiving from what God already has. Make that decision today. For some of you, what's really hindering the receiving is you're just not spending time in the word. You know, the centurion said, Jesus, if you'll just speak the word, he's spoken a word for you. There's a word for you in here. And sometimes unbelief becomes a hindrance because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So get this in you, my church family. Come to church, realize who you are, watch what God will do in your life. But don't let anything come between you receiving from what God has for you. And Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.